0: Honestly, that was a fantastic game today. Geelong, you're a team we we aspire to be like. Um, you've been up there for years. Fantastic. Your organization is something the rest of the AFL has really, you know, truly aspired to be. Um, honestly, terrific. And then you go to the NRL and they, like, interview someone after game. He's like, yeah, good. And the uh, team, good. Uh, cheers. Uh, family, were at game. Good. We got them good seats. They liked the seats. And the team did well. I have a ring and I will get on the bid. Like, that was literally... Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Sidetracked. My name is Mitch Parry and joining me yet again through the screen is Dylan Alcott, the wheelchair... (laughs) (laughs) Man's number one fan, Nick Brown. I was, I was gonna be like, finish it, Mitch. If you're gonna call me something, <laughs> finish, finish it. <laughs> How we doing, Nick? How we doing?
1: I'm feeling good. Um, Richmond premieres. I'm allowed oh, to go mate. out, and yeah, we're allowed to go to pubs now. I was like lining out, lining up outside my local pub last night. Like New Yeezys had just dropped, and everybody wanted to get get a pair. It was incredible.
0: like the Avengers just uh, came out for midnight screening. Was that not the best feeling in the world? Honestly, I was driving. I was driving over work, listening to Daddy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dan Andrews. <laughs> My <Moment, moment. laughs> Daddy Dan. And um. When he announced it, Nick, oh my god, I was celebrating in my car. I was already had six beers in my hand anyway <laughs> and oh my god, I was just ready to party.
1: You've just had a six pack of beer by your side in the car for the last six months and they're like, warm as shit. They're no way drinkable at this stage. Be like, nah, nope, Danny said we could do it, so let's do it. Dan Drews, let's do it, baby. <laughs>
0: let's do it. No, what? A, how good though, Nick? How good? Oh, I will be uh, going out tonight celebrating, sitting down and listening to uh, Get On The Beers Mashed and Kutcher's remix way too <laughs> Many times for my liking, I'm gonna get fucking sick of that song in a heartbeat.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Uh, it's, it, I just can't wait for all the conversations because now, for the next however many years, the first thing you're gonna to say to someone, especially if it's if, if it's like an awkward conversation, you don't know someone, be like, "Fucking COVID, eh?" <laughs> just like, <'cause> that's, <laughs> that's the only way. It's like, if, you, is... if you don't know, like, if you don't know someone very well and you're meeting them for the first time and there's a little bit of awkward silence, you just chuck in, how hey, about that COVID," and they'll be, like, "Oh my god, you got like all these stories ready to go."
0: I worked, so I work in uh, customer service and I had a guy come into work today. So I'm back with people. They're fantastic, by the way. Yeah. I wish another fucking pandemic would hit if I'm on this bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not to kill them so they didn't have to come into my work anymore.
1: But um... maybe, maybe a couple of them die. But we you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: casualties. Right. <laughs> no, but I'm standing there and this guy, I'm serving this guy and a woman walks into the store without a mask on no, no. and he looks at me. He's like, she doesn't have a mask on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, she doesn't. He's like, are you going to do anything? In this guy's imagination, I'm in a fucking leopard fucking G-string <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just ready to just tackle cunts. Don't like in his imagination, shish, he's like, oh, I'm coming to, I'm coming to this boys retail job to watch him smash customers all day.
1: You can just tell, like, he's the kind of guy who like doesn't want to wear a mask, but his wife forces him to. So yeah, like, 100%. He, he, and he walks in the store like, hey,
0: that <laughs> Just like pointing profusely, <laughs> my wife should not to wear one. What's he doing with this one, bitch? Yeah, he looked at me and he's like, can you smell? I'm like, no, I'm not. Fucking doing it man. I'm not I'm not doing it man. So Brownie, big weekend, mate. Massive weekend.
1: <sighs> I love I love Dustin Martin. Oh my I God. love the Richmond Football Club. We're the greatest mm-hmm. side of all time. Uh, we're just warming up for this fucking dynasty. I'm telling you, we're gonna win the next six flags. Um, it's gonna be incredible. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what else to say. What a what a what a weird year, and what at least a little bit of satisfaction for some re- for at least us, at least <laughs> who, yeah. who, who, who yeah. else really matters. But uh, yeah, it was um, it was very satisfying.
0: Very. I, the only thing that could have been better, I just wish Tom Lynch needed someone else in the <gasps> back of the head. Dude. I sat there and he did something. I'm like, need Tom. <laughs>
1: I am waiting for the day because once you get to a grand final, there's no red card system in the AFL. No. You know, it's not like it's not like uh, the Premier League or anything like that, or Sinbin in the NRL where you can just you can get sent off for the rest of the game. If you're Richmond, if you're Geelong, right, and you see Dustin Martin and you know he's just gonna have a day out because he's Dustin Martin, he has a day out every time he plays in a grand final. Yeah. Why wouldn't you get your biggest dude, Tom Hawkins, to walk up to him before the siren goes and just knock him out? He can't come back on the field. Tom can play the rest of the game. Like why? This should be realistically. It should be the Hunger Games. The grand final should just be last man standing wins, <laughs> <laughs> and whichever jumper he adds on at the end, that's the premiers. Uh, my mum, <laughs> my mum today messaged me. This is completely uh, un- AFL related, but I want to squeeze this in. Uh, my mum has been collecting the ouchies from Coles. Have you been? Right. You know? Do you know what they are?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what they are. I don't collect them. Yeah, well, cause, no, I don't
1: because you're a sane person. Yeah, of course, you don't <laughs> yeah. fucking collect them. But she comes in today, and they've stopped selling them very recently. She goes oh, no. into Coles, and this is how, like, I don't know how how obvious she's made it that she's collecting them. The person behind the till, when they when she was getting searched, she's like, "Oh, I oh, hang on, I'll bring you something." She brings out and she get, she sends me a photo of this like plastic bag full of ushies oh, because they no. can't do it. Like it's like a bag of weed oh, from like no. one of those
0: booths.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thick, look what I got. And I'm just like, Mom,
0: get, take, a, get a hobby. Take one at 6 p.m., Sue, and you're <laughs> going to have the night of your life. <laughs> I also, do another 10.
1: I've also, like, it's uh, towards the end of this lockdown, I, I've created a new hobby for myself, which is uh, being that guy who calls into the radio shows.
0: And... Oh, no, you're not, are you? <laughs> yes. What's the latest one? Kristen O'Connell? So,
1: I call into SEN because I, I like Ooh. And the first time I called into SEN was after the qualifying final about three weeks ago after a free yep. game. It doesn't really matter what the game was. And I was just asking about something. And at the end of the uh, the call, and he goes, okay, Nick, uh, just hang on the line there, mate, and we will send you out a Lickerland voucher. And I'm oh. I'm in the car going Fuck it, I'm losing my mind here. Oh you would be. Three and a half weeks later, still no liquor land voucher.
0: No. So what are we are we are we boycotting SEN?
1: Well, funny you say that, Mitch, because today only me a few hours ago oh. I, I call into SEN. They've got a different show on. Obviously, it wasn't I wasn't calling at eleven p.m. on a Friday night this time. It was just a few hours ago, and yep. I'm I calling in. I think Bob Murphy and someone else is talking. I'm asking about the trade period. Asking about a certain player. Blah blah blah. At the end of that, they go, Nick, hold on the line, and uh, you and a friend are going to have a 18 uh, hole round of golf at this golf course. Oh my god! Okay. And, uh, and this guy, instead of because the first show. I, all I had to do was send in a text message to my address, and obviously, I don't know, maybe... I feel like the mailman stolen it, because if I saw a fucking lick air voucher, I would fucking steal that shit, no way.
0: George, the LSD dealer's on the other side, going, I've got him. I know yeah. where he lives. You've got to get a Chappelle Corby 10 by 10 rock up.
1: Buy my drugs, or else you're not getting this liquor air voucher. I'm has like, damn it, George, he's, damn got it, me, he's got me by the dick, I tell you that much. But it's like, so now I have, I'm have. i hoping that I'm going to get emailed. I still haven't been emailed. They said they are just going to email me this one, Send it out to okay. me. I'm looking, I'm yep. checking every fucking three minutes for this nothing? golf course thing, no- nothing yet. And if it happens during the show, I'm going to lose my mind. But if if this doesn't happen, I'm boycotting SEN. And also, I need to find a new hobby because calling into radio stations is probably as bad as collecting <laughs> ushies.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've had any hobbies that shit, to be honest, Nick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shit, hobby, <laughs> shit hobbies is a great shit. segment. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's a great segment. <laughs> so if anybody's listening and you have any hobbies that you think are just. Like, explaining it to a normal person would just be really difficult. Send them through and we'll read some out next week because yep. shit hobbies needs to be a real segment.
0: Oh, I think it does. Do you know, I actually, just starting off, if I can do one shit hobby, I need, I, I'm i still going to do, to be honest. But when you said trying to explain it to people, yeah. that's what really tickled me bones because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to start this year before COVID. I wanted to start playing Frisbee golf. Oh and, God. like, I don't know why... I I was watching, like, all the professionals on YouTube play Frisbee golf. Yep. And I'm watching them. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do the old, um, I'm going to see if there's a club. I want to yep. see if there's a club in Melbourne. Yep. Search it up and there's a club. And I'm like, it's no a great way to make friends. Way. Yep. It's a great way to make friends. I get to throw Frisbees. I get to have a target to hit. And then I was like, and I was trying to explain it to people at work. And I'm like, so, yeah, this is what I'm thinking of doing. You could see each of them going, we'd rather you do crack. <laughs> like,
1: it's so. It really is like that. It's some, some things are just really hard that way. It's like same with like useless talents. One of my friends used to be really good at um, back in the day when phones weren't really a big thing. He used to be really good at reading Melways right so he used oh, to be able to, he used to be like a useless
0: talent and, and
1: like you're talking about a talent that just has no application in 2020 like back in the day he'd be like okay his uh, dad would be like okay we're going to this which street we need to turn down and he'd literally just about know the exact page that he'd be around or he'd know it like give or take a couple of pages be like, okay you're going down this one I was garbage at Melways and this guy made this this is my good friend of mine still is he made it seem like because I didn't know much about the mailways that I was gonna be a failure in life and it made me so fucking paranoid like I I'd literally people would read like Specky McGee as a kid. I'd read the Malways trying to work out work out which street I need to turn down to get to my goddamn house, and I still couldn't work it out. And and funny enough, I think it may have had a correlation because I am a failure at life, Mitch, and I'm (laughs) I'm still garbage. No, No, you're not.
0: No failure at life ever rings SEM on a Friday at 11 p.m. (laughs) Nick. No one one ever calls (laughs) at that time. God damn it. I don't know. So Nick, I think one thing we should talk about is. As much as me and Nick are big, we're we're massive Richmond. Me and Nick had beers at the Gabba last year watching the final. We're very big. We've been to both grand finals that we can go to. We love Richmond. But there was another sporting event on this weekend that me and Nick both decided to watch, which happened to be the NRL grand final. I, I I love the NRL grand final because
1: two reasons. One, Melbourne are always just about in it. And dominant Two I don't watch any other games Throughout the year I am that supporter And I love it Because as a Richmond supporter There's nothing worse Than seeing bandwagoners Jump on and, 100%. Act, and act like They've been following the team For like 20 years Or whatever When they've just jumped on Six rounds ago Because we're doing well Like I've seen so many Of those friends And it's, it's really annoying But I'm more than happy To be that guy When it comes to rugby Because
0: Oh 100% because
1: rugby's not a fucking Not the Australian sport So it's okay
0: It's, it's not a sport <laughs> <laughs> It's a bunch who Me, else are we going to go t- for, time. though? Like, seriously, who's ever been to Parramatta? <laughs> Just calling it as I see I don't it. think Parramatta's a real place. <laughs> I don't think it is. I had to Google Maps Penrith. It's like, oh, the Penrith Panzers, where's that? I'm like, gee, that's a little bit far from Sydney, isn't it? Literally my thought. And I'm like, wow, well, I really know nothing about this sport. Par- but that, Parramatta I- seems like a fucking
1: Simpsons location. <laughs> I like you <it'd> be like... <laughs> See, so fucking Evergreen Terrace, Shelbyville, Shelbyville, <laughs> and fucking Parramatta. Like they, th-
0: <laughs> but no, there was some. I think all I took out of it, Nick, and was comparisons. That's all you can yeah. do. It's literally all you can do. You you put on I put on the game and I was watching it. And the first thing I did, I was messaging a friend who's a big rugby supporter, and I said, geez, the commentary's bias. Like I was like, Holy shit. And then it like I think we were, you messaged me that night and we were just like, Holy shit, there are so many comparisons you can make between the two. I remember watching the NRL Grand Final footy show. It would have been I don't know whatever else Melbourne made the grand final fucking every year for all I know and I remember watching and they bring the whole teams out and I remember they brought out the I don't know team from fucking New South Wales somewhere and all with their square fucking Lego heads all walked out on stage and everyone cheered that they were about to build a castle or something or a fucking spaceship out of Lego with their own heads and then and then they the Melbourne con- they just connect to each other <laughs> and, then, and then the Melbourne team walked out And everybody booed <coughs> yeah. And I'm just like What the fuck is going on right now I was probably watching porn And having a wank And heard someone <laughs> no booing I'm like dad get out I'm like no that's just the wrong piece of
1: Sorry so The main takeaway from that Is when you're masturbating And your dad catches you He doesn't go Oh sorry Mitch He goes Boo <laughs> what, what is that
0: even <laughs> He mean? knows form Nick He yeah. knows form <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's got like he's got his like Apple Watch on like rum, like wanks per minutes kind of thing. He's got you're only going at 121 wanks per minute. That's a rookie numbers, Mitch.
0: <laughs> he's he's caught me that just dis- that many times now. He just he's just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even <laughs> pretend to tell me off. He's like, that's it, Like <laughs> All right, Dad, you're, I get it. Why
1: are you always wanking during the rugby, Mitch? It's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is fantastic. The commentary though, isn't it? Because. Like we were saying, so pretty much all the AFL commentary is is players, like the commentators, making love to the players. Yeah. Like, they just think they're so fantastic. Like, Bruce McAvaney, <laughs> Bruce. He will sit there. He's like, God, Dusty's good, isn't he? Oh, honestly, he's just a champion of the game. Danger. Danger. Da- oh, fantastic. Oh, and you can literally hear his balls... <laughs> R- like reaching, like because they're so prune sized. Because the amount of cum he spurted, <laughs>
1: it's like he's like danger, danger field. Oh, what a champion! Oh, he just caught caught, caught for holding the ball, but he's still a champion. He's like he could jam- do they. The the thing is, they have their favorites to the point where you can do anything. Like Dusty Martin again, just like Tom Hawkins bashing Dusty. Dusty could come up and just like low blow the ref. He low blow the ref, and like Bruce would be like. God, he's out there dusty. He's just a, he's, he just beats
0: to the beat of his own drum. <laughs> just... I reckon if any other player had to hit the ref, they wouldn't have had a champion's punch. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a <laughs> champion's punch, but Dusty, Dusty packs the <laughs> champion punch. <laughs>
1: But over on the rugby side of things, over on the NRL <laughs> things, the whole side, there's a classic line. Uh, they're 16 nil down Penrith, right? Stormer yeah. got off to an absolute fl- fucking flyer. They
0: they're- were incredible. Even I was watching him going, I don't know anything about this sport, but they're f- getting <laughs> fucked. And the commentators go,
1: they love to chuck in that, Oh, uh, look, the scoreboard might actually suggest that Storm are doing better here, but this is a very 50-50 game. And I'm looking at the score, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm not kidding you, 42 seconds later, Storm score another try. So it's <laughs> 22-0 going into half-time, and they're like, look, not the half that Penrith wanted, but I'm telling you right now, this is as even as the grand final gets. I'm like,
0: where, where, where is this? Cu- what metric are you using for this? Well- I think one of my favourite lines I heard from the grand final was when one of them was like... Because he stuck his foot out and kicked it. And that's apparently you're not allowed to do that. But the guy was like, I know he put his foot out and I know it's against the rules... But it's a little harsh, isn't it? I'm like, no, it's not. It's not harsh at all. That's why it's a fucking rule, you dumb fuckhead. <laughs>
1: oh, it's so good. And it's just like, I just wonder the levels that it could have gotten to. Because you know, like you know a hundred percent it gets to like uh, look, there's only uh there's only ten minutes on the clock now. Uh, Storm uh seventy-two to seventeen up. Uh, it Storm had possession. Um, but I personally and I'm not just—I'm not being biased here. I'm just per- my personal belief. I think Penrith have this. I honestly think give it, give them a couple. They've got the willpower. Hold on, hold on. They've got the willpower. And, oh, wait. Storm scored another try. Okay. This makes it tough tough for him. 84 to 14 or whatever the fuck I just said. But it's just, it wouldn't matter what the scoreboard was. No. All they would talk about is fucking Penrith.
0: They sounded so bored whenever Melbourne had the ballers. (laughs) I was like, here we go again. Melbourne. It's like Cameron Smith to someone else. Back to Cameron Smith. First down. And then the Penrith would go. It's like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. You know what the best fucking um, <laughs> comparison that is? Have you seen the Simpsons episode where they're playing soccer? And Ken, they, oh, my so God, Ken, yes. So, Ken Brockman's like, and the center passes it to the wing. <laughs> Back to the centre? Back to the wing. That's when Storm has it. And then they go to the Spanish comments like, centre,
0: centre, pass us at the wing, pass us at the centre. <laughs> like Every time Penrith got it, like the octaves in their voices just got higher. So the fantastic, I think another great point about this as well is that, so the guy that was commentating, turns out he used to own the team, which doesn't <laughs> he used help. To like, own, own Panthers, <laughs> he own the Panthers, own Wales the New South panther- Wales team. And then, so apparently there was a lot of backlash on his commentary and there was an article <laughs> and. He he just wrote back on all the flack he's getting right now. He's like, nah, just go back to the game and listen to it again. You could tell I was pretty fair. And then he does a Twitter post about how much the Panthers were better than Melbourne. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, honestly, you heard Cameron Smith say it. Two more minutes and they would have won it. I'm like, fuck off,
1: mate. <laughs> so good. And then it gets to the best part of the game. And the best part of the game has nothing to do with the game itself. It, it has oh, to yes. go with the celebrations and, more importantly, yes. the fucking post-match interviews. Because oh, my God. I, I don't know what I would want less. Like, the last thing I want, Mitch, is to, when I yeah. have won or lost a grand final, to have some dickhead run up to me with a microphone and ask mm-hmm. me, and I have to act really, like... I have to go buy the book because it, it doesn't matter. Some sports something is pretty universal and you you say the exact same things regardless yes. of your sport. I've seen I've seen a Key and Peel sketch where it's like something along the lines of like, Oh, you know, you've done really well tonight. You know, you scored forty eight points and did all this and it's like, what do you have to say? It's like I just like to thank God upstairs. He's like, do you want to thank the hard work maybe you put in? Nah, that's all the big guy up there. Like, there's certain, <laughs> things, yeah. there's certain things that people just do. And, like, certain sports, they just carry over the same thing. But the NRL players, because they're built so fucking big, there is something extra funny watching them. And especially, 100%. they just give it to each other all game. There's trash talking all throughout mm-hmm. the game. Any penalty conceded, people are like, ah, oh, fuck off you, dog. Like, it's <laughs> so fucking funny. And then at the end of the game, just like... We are Melbourne Storm. Just uh, you know, boys. Just uh, had a really good game, and uh, I wish we could have done better. I like to thank all the fans. I like to thank the uh, sponsors. Like lifts up his shirt so he can fucking read it because he has yeah. no idea who sponsored. And them then all he year.
0: realizes he can't read, let alone read backwards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's like he's like like Richmond were going like uh thanks to NIB or NIB as yeah. they were calling
0: it, which was weird to yeah. me. I imagine they feel like
1: ah uh, yo we're sponsored by uh bin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think I love because Richmond has been up there for a while now, which is fantastic, you know. For but you you watch Damien Hardwick and you watch Trench. You, Trent Cotchin, and they speak with such class. Like you know when like Dusty will get up there and he does like, yeah, thanks to the other team, Gaz, you're a legend. Go, <laughs> oh, yes. And then he like walks off stage. Where like Trent Cotchin and Damien Harbick like really have a speech. But I love like the comparison between like the best speech you can possibly give in the AFL to like a standard speech in the NRL. <laughs> so like Damien Harbick would sit up there, Nick, and Damien Hardwick would be like. Honestly, that was a fantastic game today. Geelong, you're a team we we aspire to be like. Um, you've been up there for years. Fantastic. Your organization is something the rest of the AFL has really, you know, truly aspired to be. Um, honestly, terrific. And then you go to the NRL and they like interview someone after the game. He's like, yeah, good. And the uh, <laughs> team, good. Uh, cheers. Uh, family, were at game. Good. We got them good seats. They liked the seats. And the team did well. I have a ring and I will get on the bid. Like that was literally, that's not a winner. All right, I might have exaggerated you, a little bit. You imagine like, uh,
1: like if they were to get like political with it all? They're like, oh, you know, a big game. Uh, what do you think? on climate change. I like the weather. The weather good, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like when weather
0: bad. And, <laughs> then, and then, and then the thunder claps, and he runs inside, <laughs> runs down the race. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they called that Melbourne Storm for
1: a reason. Maybe they caused <laughs> climate change.
0: <laughs> did, you, did you hear the guy, the one dude that was interviewed? I think they call him Cheese. Yes, for yes. The Me- for the Melbourne Storm and his interview. <laughs> it was like, how'd she go? He was like, honestly, played pretty shit, but that's okay. <laughs> You got a nice. He's like, you got a nice ring. Though. He's like, yep. got to sell it because I need to pay for the amount of beers I'm gonna <laughs> sing tonight. I'm like, I wish <laughs> AFL players were more like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like when when players are like that and they're more just like honest and open about things. I don't. I love it. But when NRL players try try to sound smart, it just it's so funny. Also, they get rings, as we we're saying. They get rings. Yeah. We get medals in the AFL. I first of all, I would much rather a ring, but. The NRL players are all fucking 130 kilo or something like that. They're massive. They're built like brick shit houses. How fucking big are these rings? Are they pre-fitting these rings? Like, because if you get if like, you wonder, don't you? Yeah, like oh, Cameron Smith's like oh fuck, fourth, like fifth ring. How many fucking flags he's won? And he's like, none of them fit me. It's <laughs>
0: Just like <laughs> I wonder, Nick. Just as an idea, do you know how like with the the Backbone podcast, you get to you get into good things, all right? Yeah. You get into like all your festivals. You interview the bands. What are the two? No, you, you, you can
1: round off all the festivals if yeah, you want.
0: Oh, if yeah, Oh, uh, yeah. Already forgotten them all. <laughs> <laughs> Unify, download, good things. Beyond the Valley. About it.
1: <laughs> uh, beyond the Valley?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You didn't even interview it. Or you did You yes. met Jason Gastagna. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I, that's a good story as well. That. Fuck. Oh, met Jason Gastagna while. Absolutely peaking on ketamine. Was he peaking? Oh, absolutely. I offered him drugs. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have. Did any you really? On, I didn't have any on me, but I offered him some. <laughs> and I was like, I literally said to him, like, and I wonder if Jason Costain is not the most recognisable bloke in the world. Like, he's, he's a, a footy. He's a footy player. For those who don't know, he's not like. Yeah, he's not Dustin Martin, or he's not like a player, uh, Gary Ablett, or someone who everyone's going to notice. And I wonder how many people comes up to him and goes, "Hey, Jason, if you want a gear," and he's like, he knows, like, he's not allowed to accept fucking drugs from anyone else, but yet. Everyone's offering him something. Like he's just, he's like Pablo Escobar. He's like, try my cocaine. <laughs> <It's just> like,
0: <laughs> It'd be fantastic. But no, my idea being Nick, what are the odds that Mitch and Nick yeah. could get into like some kind of media at a a game of some kind? Of any if sport. If we tried to get at any sport, it could be A League. Yeah. And then we. Could ask a question at a press conference. Fuck! What would your question be? <laughs> oh, that's that's a good question. What? Oh, what? What? What sport first? What sport are we talking um, about? Um, let's go, <laughs> let's go the International Association uh,
1: Association of Lawn Bowls. Uh, one of my fa- b- One of my favorite. No, let's go. Let's go A League. Let's go A League. A League.
0: I like to do A League because all I would say to him, my first question would be, so where was your hub last year? Because no one gave a fuck. <laughs> Like, did you guys actually have a season last year? If so, who won? (laughs) And, um... Yeah, I just, I, I'd have no idea what I'd, I'd just try to make it as offensive as possible, I reckon.
1: I, have me. you seen like Triple M done this thing at the Brownlow? A few, they've done a couple of interviews when you could actually go to Brownlow and they would just ask like these really random questions to all the players. They'd be like, I think, um, oh. I think Tom Mitchell, they asked him a couple of years in the rows, like, hey, Tom, what's your internet provider? And they'd be like, yeah, and they'd, they'd come up and he'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't even know what my internet provider They'd
0: ask Adam Trelaw every year what his position was on the North Korean <laughs> crisis. <laughs>
1: Adam no wonder he doesn't want to be a Collingwood anyway he does want to go to the Brownlow Medal, so he gets
0: asked <laughs> these fucking stupid questions one of, it, one of the I think it was the first he's like yeah I support the North Koreans <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, you do. He's like, nah. <laughs> he's like, I don't nah. know.
1: I don't know what to say. Just steer me in the right direction. No, yeah, 100 percent If you were gonna ask in a press conference, you'd have to ask something like completely irrelevant to the game and just super political to the point where there's no way. And even give yourself enough time to like launch into a question. Kind of be like, you know, with the uh, with the ongoing uh indifferences between Australia and New Zealand government, and with uh Claris Didovici, I can't don't know what her fucking last name is,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, good, good, I know who you're uh, talking about. In, in if
1: you were to kind of put that all together and summarise that within about a 15-second period. Uh, how would you go about that? And what is your message to the young, starving kids right now who want to get in the A-League and be like you? To be like,
0: I like soccer. Soccer good. <laughs> <laughs> soccer good. Kick, ball, goal. Yay! But, like, it, but you've got to think, it couldn't be that hard, Nick. It could honestly not be that hard to get an interview at a press conference every Dan Andrews thing I've listened to yeah. the first questions be like so Mr. Andrews everyone's wondering when they can get back on the fucking bees." <laughs> and it's like who do you work for it's like you're coming you're not getting paid $200,000 a year from 7 News and they're like so you're gonna hit some hard hitting questions you're gonna ask about the economy how retail is and she's like no i got something planned <laughs> like if that person can get in there Nick surely we could get into a press conference
1: Like got all these questions on a whiteboard written out about you know climate change, about the economy, about jobs and pubs and all that being open, and he's just like the the boss comes in and he's like, "What's all this shit?" He's like, "I'm just you know pitching ideas. I only got one question. He just like gets a big marker, scratches it out. He's like, "Get on the beer." (laughs) Just
0: (laughs) writes it out. No, but honestly, Nick, I think that's something we should uh, we should look into, see if it's possible. Because I'd love to ask some sports questions, man. Like about sports, I don't know. I think that could be absolutely that could absolutely I, fantastic.
1: I always had an idea of um, uh, this is not sport related, but I always had this idea if I was to ever interview actors, I would yep. interview. So say I'm interviewing The Rock. Right, and I would yep. interview him, not as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I would interview him as his many characters he's played and he'd almost have oh. to try and keep up with what character I'm now referring to so every oh question kind of talks about, so one might talk about, I don't know, Jumanji and one might talk about mm-hmm. the Two Fairy and Walking Tall, oh. but they all get it, question by question, he has to almost remember what movies he's been in what his character was, maybe I give him a couple of hints and maybe I drop him what character he actually played in that movie kind of thing but I just love the idea of a celebrity being like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, ah, walking tall, you are. You, know, you, a, you got a two by four and smashed a camera with it at, at a uh, gambling casino. Did you have to pay for the damages there? <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me, raise his eyebrow out me. Like, oh, Do Rocky.
0: you know who would love that interview? Hugh Grant would love that oh, interview, I be reckon. Because all his roles are the fucking same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: It's like this is easy. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is
1: so <laughs> easy. But like, Where, I reckon that'd be great. Again, yeah. Like asking, um, having like I don't know what it's called. Like the um, the unknowing sport fan or something like that. Someone who doesn't know anything about a certain sport and asking questions about it. I just think has it has legs. It genuinely it has legs. does. It has genuine yeah. potential because I think. Like, everybody asks the same questions at sporting interviews, just like they do in band interviews. And there's all like, there's so much of the same. And everyone's so media trained to answer the same questions the same way. Just maybe move a couple of words here and there. But coming out and asking something completely off the cuff, like, it'll send them through a loop. Like, it really will. You're asking a soccer player about uh, what the offside rule is. Them. Like, I, look, <laughs> imagine going up to fucking yeah. Timmy Cahill. And he's like, look, Timmy, um, must admit, don't watch the game. Don't really enjoy it. And I think you're all a bunch of diving girls, but I'd like you to explain to me and my mum using the off, uh, what is the offside rule using this uh, this cruiser black, this uh, colonial pale, Ale, and this glasses case because honestly, I oh have God. no clue about what that is. And he like gets it. And he's like, look, I have a tomato sauce bottle. I'm going to use that. And he like, like starts lighting it up for everyone. Like, there's so much potential. There. I actually, I reckon that'd be the best. Actually, just ask any soccer player. Everyone. What the offside rule is? Explain it to me. Explain are, it. that's actually
0: got legs, Nick. In like ten that seconds, has like, legs. okay. You have
1: ten seconds. Explain the offside rule, and they'd be like, "I know every player because they are all idiots." I assume every sportsman. <laughs> at least I think you're one. not wrong. And they'd just be like, "Um, uh, you kick the ball if you in onside. You onside <laughs> if you offside. You offside Great stuff, Timmy. Really happy with that. one <laughs> we're, we're
0: great, Timmy. <laughs> yes.
1: And who's, who's your internet provider? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You you do wonder, though, with, like, fans as well, with, like, the different sports, because I think NRL fans are a lot more on the fuck AFL side than yes. AFL people are about, like, fuck NRL. yeah Because the amount of, like, on Facebook, which are just a bunch of dumb fucks, by the way, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just put it out there, like, the comment sections on sporting posts. But someone will, like, so write AFL, and they're just out of nowhere, so I'll be, like, more, like, GFL. <laughs> and you're like, shut up. And it's like, this dude's been using that live for 15. He still gets 190 likes on his comment <laughs> yeah. and thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. You think I don't get the internet age, do you? And he's,
1: like, he's been saying GFL since he was 14 years old. And now he's just transferred her over to a computer. You know, uh, Rugby league players usually call, uh, I think it's rugby league players, they call union players bum sniffers. Because they really? yeah, because they're always in a scrum. know, like they're always like that. So there was, oh, a, there was a part. I think in the nineties and two thousands, they made a movie on it. I've seen it. It's the, only, the only reference point I can give you. But they used to call the U- if you played union, you're a bum sniffer. And I just like the idea of like oh, we're not a bunch of bum sniffers. Hey boys, <laughs> everyone to scrum now. <laughs> everyone's like,
0: stop <laughs> like, sniffing my mm, ass. Give me some. <laughs> give me that ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I reckon you could tell where someone's from though, because I reckon people from New South Wales will be like gay AFL, and then the people from Queens are like I. Eight aerial ping pong. <laughs> it's- like, yes, it's so they, definitive. The further
1: away from Victoria there's the less <laughs> of a clue they have, any idea of what the sport is. You know, I can just imagine one person listening to this ep- episode who's an NRL fan, big NRL, Oh, they're they like, gotta they, hate they this. They don't understand
0: anything about this <laughs> fucking game.
1: Like we are, I do like we know the game. We do. We just it's just funnier because it's not as good as uh, AFL. I, but...
0: You say you know the game, but then I'll watch it. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. He's running, he's running, and then they'll be like, knock on I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> knock on? <laughs> no what is that? Oh, and then so it's like, good. no, if he knocks the ball and then they'll do it again, it's like, no, nope, that's not a knock-on, that's a, a de dementia, I don't know, <laughs> they'll have another rule and I'm like, that rule is the same as the other rule but it's different. Yeah. I don't know, Nick, I don't know. Sport is so stupid, like when you really think
1: about it, yeah. like the amount that people care, and like I, I care as uh, like a shit ton as well but like, uh, there's just something so funny about it If you're an outsider looking in About like these people celebrating the way they do And the crowd going as nuts as they do But then you just see Dusty Martin And then you see Bruce McEvaney Just like you oh. hear you hear him He's like
0: Dusty <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Is that you the can... table you're smacking <laughs> Bruce? <laughs> that's, that's my dick, <laughs> that's <laughs> my
1: dick. <laughs> and he's just All you hear is like a hole go through He's like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: his, dicks like his dick's like a puppy's tail <laughs> Like just wagging Yeah it's just
1: it's <laughs> like, like the guy from Shallow Hell. It's just that's Bruce, yeah, the guy with the little tail from Shallow. Hell. <laughs> He's just wagging his tail. That's Bruce. Whenever Dusty or will get the ball,
0: thank you everybody for listening. Um, we really do appreciate it. We'll be back next Thursday again. We don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about then, but we'll talk about something. But no, send, we do send
1: through your shit ta- Was it shit talents?
0: What were we talking sh- about? Shit hobbies. Shit send hobbies. Send through shit hobbies. Shit hobbies.
1: Please, shit hobbies would be such a good segment. Also, we should do some would you rathers. Would you rathers are always
0: funny. Yeah, Just get really
1: in-depth into would you rathers.
0: There you go. Tune in next week for would you rather and shit hobbies. (laughs) Exclusive to the Sidetrack podcast. If you don't listen to that, I don't know what you will listen to. (laughs) No, we do appreciate everybody for listening. We'll uh, see you next week. Cheers.